For all of you who listen to Submersion and own an Android device, go to the Google Play Store and download the Podcast Republic app. It's a fantastic app that allows you to get all of your favorite podcasts directly on your Android device. I personally use the app and I love it. I can search for the podcast I want to listen to, select it as a favorite, and have it just a click away. Make sure to select Submersion as a favorite so you don't miss any of our new episodes. Again, the app is the Podcast Republic app, available on Android devices. Episode 110. Woo! The big 110. It is big. I was thinking it's kind of crazy. It's already been 10 episodes since, you know, the big 100. Yeah. But we had to. We had to get to 110. We've wrapped up Mega Monster Movie Month and are moving on. Yeah, on the 110 comment, I, I tend to lead off more now when uh, I tell people that I do this podcast. And they're like, oh, you're on a podcast? Cool. What's it about? I'm like, submarine movies. I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm like, we've done 110 episodes. And they're like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit embarrassing. Yeah. And there's usually like the, I didn't even realize there's 110 submarine movies. I know one of our buddies here said he has a friend who has seen every single submarine movie. Hmm. And I call no. BS on that because I'd like to talk to that guy. And if he's got any we haven't seen, I mean, which I highly doubt, but I, they're still out there. I mean, I think there's even mysterious ones that we don't know. The other, I, just yesterday, I was looking at Michael Dudikoff's like a uh, filmography, and I, I watched a trailer for one of them that's just really hard to get. It's it's only available on VHS, and you can't stream it anywhere. And I swear to God. There was a scene that made me think there's a submarine in it, and nowhere on the internet did it mention that there might be a submarine in this movie. So now I might well, have to buy the VHS. Tweet at Dudikoff. Let's try to get that, uh, see what he knows about it. <sighs> That's a good point. I mean, I guess maybe he has a copy he could send us. Probably. And if the library was still doing interlibrary loans in the age of COVID, we could get it. I've never got them to send me a VHS. I've tried. I think there may be, I think through that you can get a DVD, but it's not like the DVD is not available to buy, but there was a DVD at some point. So right now online, the cheapest thing to get, I mean, like you can get a DVD, but it's like 30 bucks. And then the the VHS is you can get for less than that. Thank God. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. But well, yeah. anybody have anything else before we dive this darn thing? Yeah, I did want I wanted to say because I mean I went off this whole tangent about Dudikoff. A huge event happened to me over the weekend. But right before I go, I went over to um, a friend of mine's house for a barbecue. No need to mention who this friend is. Um, it was Kyle, and um, I got stung by a bee in my leg, and it, and my wife was like, "Are you okay?" And I was like, "That really, it really stung. Like it really stings to get stung by a bee." And, but I was like, thank God I'm not allergic because, uh, nothing was, it basically went away and I didn't even mention it. And then yesterday I woke up and it is, my ankle is huge and red and really itchy. And I'm just like thinking I might be allergic to bees now. That's nuts. Cause it's a big time. It was on Sunday. Yeah. It's like red and itchy now. Did you get stung right before you came over? Well, yeah. On the bike ride that we were on. Oh, Oh, okay. Yeah. It was tough. You got stung while riding a bike? That's so Riding a bike, got stung by a bee, but I powered through. It's not a big deal. Don't worry about it, guys. Yeah, I was stung on the ankle before. I remember I was a, uh, a kid uh, walking out to the like playground set, and the 
backyard of the the kids that were babysitting me. I, I was with some uh, you know older kids that were watching me for a few hours while our moms were off, you know, shopping or whatever. And I remember like starting to like I was halfway across the yard and I just got stung on the on the ankle and I'm just like staring at them and they're staring at me like on the swing set. And I feel this sharp pain in my ankle and I just stop dead and they're just looking at me and I'm looking at them and then I just burst out crying and I run back yeah. into the house and they're just like, what the hell just happened? Yeah. No, ever since, ever since buying, getting, getting this house and, and mowing the lawn and stuff like that, I feel like this is like the fourth bee sting I've had in a couple of years after not being stung by a bee since I was like a kid. But now it's like. There was this whole middle period of being like a college kid where you'd never get stung by a bee. Yeah. Uh, and like, now all of a sudden... What the fuck are the bees doing on the grass, too? Like, What are they doing there? Welcome to BeeCast. Actually, can we change this to the podcast right now? To bees? BeeCast? Yeah. Hey, bee just want to recap all bee movies. Wait, wait, why? Yeah. We don't, what does it have to do with movies? I'm just talking about bees. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's a big shift. That would be a big <gasps> shift. Dive, 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 dive! <laughs> What began as an innocent conversation among friends would soon spiral out of control and later be referred to by future generations as the eighth wonder of the modern world. Mac East Studios takes you on the journey of your lifetime as your captains, the artist formerly known as Brahm, Jamie the Ointment, Kyle El Capitan, and the gruesome twosome present Submersion. Yeah, I always smile a little bit now with the new gruesome twosome. I like it so much, but unfortunately, oh, yeah. we don't have we don't have the tandem tonight. No, we're down the twosome. Uh, we yes, we're part of the tandem. We got the gruesome. He's being very quiet. He's being very quiet, like I ghost. Got, I got nothing to say. I'm just listening to your guys' <laughs> bee stories. What's your What's your best bee sting story, Alex? Uh, I got stung in the calf before, and that hurt. But Is that's that it. the only time you've been stung? Yeah, I think so. That's pretty good. Only one sting at 30-some-odd years. That's, that's pretty good pace. Yep. I like to yeah. think so. I I've had it, I, yeah. I normally swing at bees really quick as soon as I see them. Just don't deal with them. Take off the shoe or the flip-flop, whatever I'm wearing, just immediately swing at it. <laughs> let lets them know who's in charge. Savage, man. Oh, yeah. Well, you know bees can sense fear, right? Just like a human I can. I do now. Yeah, they can huh. sense it. They fly away. They sense too much fear. Well, anyway, like said, the welcome, welcome to BeeCast. Yeah. Uh, so what do we, do we need to introduce the cycle again? I guess this is the first of the new cycle, right? We do. We absolutely do. Uh, we are jumping into anime month. And uh, we were supported by a group of, uh, of gentlemen that uh, pointed us in the direction of like 10 anime that we need to watch. And they were a member of the Discord group called Our Star Blazers, which conveniently enough, that is where we are starting tonight. Uh, also alternative, alternatively titled Space Battleship Yamato. 2199 so there's an older yeah. version of this series and uh, we're watching the more contemporary one i think it was yeah. uh 2014 was or something like that yeah the original was 1974 and then it was released in the united states after star wars in 1978 and then they had a i think they had a couple 
maybe they had a couple other things in between. They had a live action movie and stuff like that. And well, then we got the live action movie. Would you say? But does, do you know if the live action movie definitely has a submarine in it? I mean, technically I speaking, this one doesn't. Know. This one also I didn't don't. have a submarine in it. But it looks it looks pretty darn cool. I just I skimmed through it and really like awesome set design and stuff. Yeah. But I don't think I saw a sub anywhere. Yeah, yeah I don't think, about think it, it did either. But um, yeah, and then they had this the series, which I think started in 2013 or 2014. And was a reboot. It's almost it's very similar to Battlestar Galactica, where they had this kind of original series from the seventies, and then they rebooted it in the two thousands and kind of updated a bunch of stuff. Like they added up, you know, a lot more women and changed genders of characters and stuff like that to make it, you know, more interesting than just a, like a bunch of dudes in space and that kind of stuff. And so they made it a little more modern, and it looks really cool. And yeah, I don't know. I I will say I wasn't necessarily. Um, I don't watch a lot of anime, so I didn't really know what to expect from this cycle. But spoiler alert, if this is anything like what we're in for, um, this will be pretty fun because I, I enjoyed myself watching this one. So. Whoa, 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 whoa. I, 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 I said spoiler alert. Let's not alert. get too crazy here. You know? I could be, anyone could shut off the podcast and never listen again. I said spoiler alert. Okay. All right. That's very true. Perfect. But yeah. And which episode? And and we watched three of the episodes: episode yes. one, two, and thirteen. Because we needed to get some kind of context for the thirteenth episode. If you were to go into the show totally blind and thirteen, where the sub is, I think we would have no idea what in God's name was going on. The, the recap would have been very difficult, I think, because we would have been like, "And there's a space battleship." <laughs> <laughs> it's like where you start off from and there's people chasing them and you have no idea yeah. who any of the people are or what's happening or why, where they are or what's, ha- what's going on. So, for, right. For those, I mean, these are all like short and sweet episodes, you know what, like 20, 23 minutes, somewhere around uh-huh. there. And they are available to watch online, which is quite nice. Yeah. If you want to check them out there on funimation.com, um, free streaming with advertisements or you can uh, subscribe and uh, check them out ad-free. But uh, for those that care, again, episodes 1, 2, and 13 are what we are going to be working from here. Those are titled Messenger from Iskandar, Towards a Sea of Stars, and A Wolf from Another Dimension, respectively. Yeah. And that name now resonates more, and it's very cool, for the 13th episode. I like that. Wolf from another dimension. After we'll talk about it, it'll make more sense. Yeah, and just to, but, even before we get into it, can, can, do you know if the the wolf shows up again in the series? It implied that we might have another submarine episode in the series, yes, right? Yes. Yes. I don't know which one, which episode it returns, but I'm pretty sure there is more submarine action to behold. And again, not te- technically not a submarine, but we'll get into that. Uh, it yeah. actually is. It's not. It's not. It's not submarine. It is. It is one hundred percent. It is one hundred percent submarine. But it's not yeah. underwater. It is underwater. It is. It's not underwater. It totally. It is one hundred percent underwater. It. It's totally underwater. It's, it's not totally underwater. underwater. It is one hundred percent underwater, Jamie. It is on a water planet underwater, and we'll it's get under, into it. It's underdimensional. It is in another dimension, and in that dimension, it is underwater, and it is firing its torpedoes through the water, and at the surface of the water is where it jumps into another dimension, and that's where the... All right, we'll get into that. I'm going to have to agree to disagree. Agree to disagree. Okay. 
Let's start this, and then we'll debate that after this. I'm ready to fight. All right. Do so it. Are we, are we recapping now? Oh, we're yes. going right All now. Right. Okay, so we are in the middle of a war. We open, and you might be like, wait, is this episode one or episode 110? And the answer is it's episode one. And everything's looking pretty dire for the Earth. We see a whole bunch of ships. They're kind of arriving for war. And they they arrive, and you think, oh, man, Earth, they're ready to kick some ass. And they're, they're talking some shit. But there's a big fleet of aliens out there. I think, what are they called? The uh, start of the G. Camillas. And yeah, it's spelled weird. What's that? It's spelled weird. It's like gamelons, but yeah, they yeah. pronounce it gamillas, gamillas. Yeah. And they show up and they just are wrecking the earthlings. And All right. And right here, the- like there's an admiral that's, you know, he's the guy running the whole show of the space fleet. And something that was so crazy is he let those guys just totally blow up one of their ships and didn't even... You know, without even firing or anything. I'm like, what the heck is going yeah. on, man? And even when they fire, it's like bouncing off the other ships. They're, they're able to take out some of their ships, but very few of the enemy and basically everyone's getting destroyed. And what we come to kind of learn as as we're, you know, watching this unfold is that this is all a bit of a distraction. And it's kind of sad. Every, you know, you know, hundreds of people are dying. Thousands of people are dying in the name of a distraction because what they're waiting for is a new kind of um the last savior for uh savior for humanity is coming in a ship and it's coming to deliver something to some people on mars and they need to sneak it by without these enemies kind of seeing that it's coming there and so they have this big battle just as a ruse totally as a ruse and so over on mars are two people um uh what is it some uh susumu kodai and his friend um uh daisuke and they're just hanging out and they're pretty bored. They're like, ugh, we don't even get to be in the big battle. Um, I think in the original series, they were like 17 years old or something like that, like really young. I don't think they're that young in this one, but they're young enough that it's like th- they're going to be the ones who wait and kind of hang out. And they look up and they see this ship, this golden ship kind of coming in. They're like, oh, that's what we're waiting for. And they fly after it. It breaks up in the atmosphere. And they see an escape pod go out and they go down there and there's this beautiful lady. And it's kind of a weird scene because they're like, she's so beautiful. Look at how beautiful she is. Look at this alien. She's so beautiful. And, uh, but she's got like a little thing and she's dead. They're like, oh yeah, she's also dead. Um, but she's got this little like device and they're like, okay, well, this is what we wanted. And it's really sad that she like died on the journey over here. And so they bury her and kind of head off to deliver this thing. Meanwhile, the battle has gone completely to shit. Basically, the Admiral ship somehow is the only one kind of left standing. And they're like, okay, time to get out of here. Did anyone survive? And they look over and there's like one last ship. And it's actually uh, Susumu's brother, um, Mamoru, who is commanding a ship. And he's like the bravest. He's like the best. And the Admiral's like, you, you know, come with us. Get out of here. And he's like, no way, sir. We'll, you know, die for the, the Navy and we'll like, make sure you get out of here safe. And they're like, Jesus Christ. Like, no, come with us. And he's like, <laughs> yeah. like, you don't know what we just did. This was just a game. A whole distraction. And then all and the people like, on the boat, like just start singing. They're like, did it do Navy song, Navy song. Hooray. And like, go I started off and cracking get, up at that point. Cause I, I know like, it's really weird. going on with yeah. that? That was and, a really unique thing and as the admiral flies away their ship gets totally owned (laughs) and that's the end of them and you're like jesus um apparently in the original series the brother survives or is supposed to survive 
um, and become like a pirate or something like that. And then he, he used that character in like a, a later series that he, he made um, some kind of space pirate. But not this case. That guy's dead. And so yeah, anyways. The uh, ship actually does survive in this one. I, I ended up watching some of the episodes outside of the uh, confines that we talked about of 1, 2, and 13. And they do actually end up finding the um the the wreck of the what was it the yasuke or whatever it was called uh shipwrecked on um one of the planets in our solar system and they f- actually find his body and um our main character actually grabs the gun off of his brother's body and uses the gun to save himself and his mm. uh his compatriots i did not know that well, yeah. yeah. So I the original, either. so technically, I think they actually did survive for a little while, and for then they, while. Fro- they froze to death. Yeah, on Pluto or something. Yeah. So, Whoa, not what? a planet, man. Oh, sorry. What's it? What's it like a? It's like an extra solar system moon or something. I don't even know what they call it now. <laughs> Mini planet. <laughs> I don't um, but they uh, so he they arrive the two guys with the device. Um, they come on and they're like, "Hey, hey, how, how'd the battle go? My brother was in it." And everyone's like, "Oh boy, <laughs> ooh!" And they're all like pulling their like, "Oh, oh!" That's a little awkward. And so uh, they get the they get basically the what we find out right now is we're also getting a little bit of education from a member of. HQ here. She's teaching children that basically Earth is uh, totally foobar, yeah. and there is they maybe got a year to live. Everybody is now subterranean. You can't even live on the surface. All these aliens have just infected Earth's surface with these toxic plants that are just pumping out poison. Yeah, no more no more place. submarines because there's really not any water on the surface anymore, and that's the greatest. And that's all dried all. up. Yeah, how did that happen? I don't know. No idea. Maybe those toxic plants, man. Maybe they're super thirsty. Yeah. So anyways, they had this, they had this big plan because they, they also had like, at one point they had a battle, like the, the aliens were going to invade Earth, but then the humans were able to just stave them off. So then the aliens decided, you know what, we're just going to change tech and we're just going to destroy them from afar. And then when they're all decimated, we'll come in and we'll take over the planet. And, and so they know they had some, they had a plan kind of set up. Um, that they were going to do one last stand and probably die, um, but then that that gets scrapped when they get a message from a from an alien from like a really far distant planet, being like, "Yo, bros, like, I'm ready to help you guys out. I got the stuff. We can't. I mean, we got the stuff over here. We can't give it to you, uh, you know, with like a spaceship. You got to come here and get it. But trust me, it'll save Earth and humanity." And they're like, "Okay, we'll do that." And so they spend like a year. I mean, you don't know this yet, but they they spend a year building like a new ship to try to get out there. Um, meanwhile, uh, Kodai, or uh, oh, what do they call him? Daisuke and uh, Susumu, uh, they're on like backup kind of because they just got back um, just in case something happens if there's an attack or something. And while they're on backup, they go and see the Admiral and they're like, what the hell, bro? It was just a distraction. My brother was there and he died. And the Admiral's like, he was a great man and I'm sorry. And that kind of takes him back. He's like, oh, shit. This guy really cares. And I don't know how to feel about that. And all of a sudden, there's like an alarm, though. And it's like time to time to get into action. And so they hop in. There's like a, there's like a flyboy ace who's kind of a dick. And they're like, what a dick. And so they, they hop in his plane and like fly out there. It's like a really cool experimental plane, which they don't know how to work. And they didn't let anyone put weapons in. So they're kind of dumbos. 
and they <laughs> fly out there and there's like a little scout, little scout ship flying around. And they're like, what's a scout ship doing out here? Uh, but they're, you know, their spaceship sucks and doesn't work and they crash and they, you know, run up to a ridge and they kind of see the scout ship go away. And then other ships come in and start attacking this old like battleship, the Yamato from the, from World War II. And they're like, that hunk of junk? Why do they give a shit about that thing? I mean, um, and it is, I mean, it is a sunken relic of a battleship in a completely dried up seabed. Yeah. I mean, it, it why would you attack this? It right. makes no sense. But all of a sudden it like kind of awakens. We also see like there's some people like hiding in it. We see them and they get destroyed and they get killed in the first blasts. And so then the ship kind of turns and shoots the bad guys out of the sky. And so Daisuke and uh, Susumu are like, what the fuck was that? What's going on? And I feel like that was, was that the exactly. end of the first, was that the end of the first episode? Yeah. Yeah. I think it was even like maybe a little bit before yeah, I think yeah. they came up on that. When Whatever. they came on the rage, yeah, It yeah. all blends pretty smoothly here. Right. Because then they, you know, this is kind of shown at least a little bit of what's going on and they gather everyone around the Admiral and stuff like that. They gather everyone around and they're like, okay, guys, here's the real plan. We got this drive. It was delivered to us. It does wave stuff. We can fly really fast. Um, don't even worry about it. Uh, and we're going to this planet, and it's super far away. And anyone who doesn't want to go, don't have to go. But if you want to go, you know, come along. And also, here are all the people who are manning the different things. This guy's the engine guy. He's coming out of retirement. Look at how old he is. You know, this person's the, you know, XO. Pretty cool. You know, got like a stick up his ass, probably. I don't know. <laughs> um, That's and there's all these cool, different people. You know? Yeah. And, but then at the end, they're like, uh, and obviously Susumu, you know him, uh, he is the chief tech- tactical officer. And I was like, oh, he's so young. He's younger than me. And then at the end, they even say, Daisuke, he's a chief navigation officer. And they're like, well, well what? Both of us are chiefs on this boat? What is the hell is going on here? Mm-hmm. And so also for the, uh, for all these things, I mean, you're calling them boats and whatever. Because, I mean, they basically are treating these starships that they're making as boats. They even call themselves, like, the Cosmic Navy or something like that, right? right? The Space Navy, sure. They should just be the Space Force. But, I mean, whatever. That's, you know, a sign of the times. Right. Because any time they let loose something in the air, even in the beginning in that first battle, they're like, fire the torpedoes. Right, yeah. Ooh, what's going on here? It's pretty awesome. And so we get, a bu- we get a bunch of scenes of them kind of saying goodbye to different people, like that fly that flyboy ace uh, fighter guy. He's got like a sister who really wants to be part of it. And she she's in the Navy and she comes along, but he's kind of like stay out of it or something like uh, whatever. I think it's a sister. I don't know. Um, yeah. And then like Daisuke saying goodbye to his like little brother and saying take care of the family and – um, we see uh, Susumu, he's kind of alone. He's got like a little apartment. He's kind of alone. The old engine guy, he's kind of like saying goodbye to his family and his family's like, you shouldn't go. And he's like, hey, come on. Like, I, you know, I'll be back and I'll see everyone. And I just got to do this because it's like really important. So like, we're going to do it. It's also implied here that like the Admiral is like not in very good health. Um, it's kind of like an open secret that he's got like a heart problem or something's going on. Um, he's like sick. 
Um, I believe, I think, I think I, I remember that. And then, yeah, there's gotta be some, cause somebody's like, look, you should not go. And yeah. Said, someone said that. Yeah. Too bad, man. I'm going to go. Oh yeah. His friend, his, the other, the other admiral came in and said, why are you doing right. this? Right, right. And so they're all kind of heading to the, um, the ship and they have to go through all this stuff and they kind of informed everyone, everyone, no one said no, everyone's coming. And he goes up to the bridge or, or Susumi and he, he's like, Hey, where's the Admiral? I need to talk to him. And she goes, talk to him. He's like, why me, man? Like, I don't get it. Like I'm, I'm young and I'm the chief tactical officer. Like what's going on? Couldn't you have found someone better? And he's like, okay, let me be real with you. Like we had someone set up, but he died because there was a big explosion um, you saw it, they attacked the ship and killed a bunch of people. So there was someone who was going to be the chief tactical officer. Also, there was someone before that that was going to be the chief tactical officer, uh, namely your bro. Ever heard of him? And he's <gasps> like really cool and rad. And he was like, had Dude, a great singing voice. Cool Did you rad. hear his, when he sang that Navy song, everyone was like roused and wanted to die for their planet. So. Did he sing it? I thought he was just kind of like staring. Oh, at like, the end. Oh. No, at the end he was singing it. Oh, okay. He was loving it then. Oh yeah, he was going. He's he was doing going a little finger snap. Oh boy! It was inspiring. Like, what's going on? And so, again, Susumi's like, he believes in me, and I believe in myself. So thanks. And everyone's like, Susumi's kind of like a Debbie Downer. While Dasuki comes in, he's like, Hey, 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 I'm Dasuki. What's up? And everyone kind of likes likes him because he's always happy. He's like jolly, and they're like best buds. Um, and so they're like, okay, time to get out of here because you know, sooner the better. Um, and we also don't know how to work the ship, so probably should figure that out. And so yeah. they're like, uh, you got everything set up for the, you know, the ship? And they're like, yes, we have this like giant, uh, uh engine and it's like super powerful. We need all this energy. Um, I can't remember if they, I, I watched another episode after this. I can't remember if they also mentioned the weapon at this point or if that's in that next episode, but they also have a big weapon powered by the drive. But anyways, like we can't, we don't even know how to power this. Um, engine or how are we even going to get this power um, but all the nations across the United States get together and they funnel, across the United States uh, across the world uh, <laughs> put all the power towards the ship um, and enable it to you know get ready for liftoff and because apparently that's one thing everybody did when they went underground is they built all of these just interconnected across ocean wires that can route to this ship. Yeah. And the other weird thing is like, I don't know how this all works because they need this immense amount of energy to lift off and take off. How does the engine run at any other point? Uh, where's you know, there, maybe where's it's like energy? how you get that electric start on a snowblower or something when you just got to get it, uh, you know, enough to get it going. Yeah, but where's their fuel if it's like such a crazy engine whatever i don't, I don't even know. know man it's space technology that's true probably it's like eating dark matter and like you know yeah exactly so anyways anyway, they, look off. they get they look it off just then... in time because there's like a big bomb coming from pluto that's gonna like supposed to destroy them and they're able to just get out of the way and like blow it up and everyone's like everyone across the world is like wait what happened it's that big explosion did they get out of there and they see it lift off and and it's like hooray and it's to the stars and beyond or whatever the title of the episode was yeah, and then we cut on over. We skip eleven episodes, whatever. Yeah, I watched the third one as well. 
Um, so they, I mean, it is funny that, that like basically the whole beginning of the series seems to be like, we don't even know how to work this ship. Holy shit. As they like are trying to do stuff that they've never done before. <laughs> like a technology like they'd never seen. And they're like, guess we're using it. And like the next day they're trying to like jump through hyperspace. Yeah, the third episode messing it up. is the one where they crash on Jupiter or whatnot, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's the one I watched. And they, they use the weapon for the first time, but they crash there because they tried to do go through hyperspace and they just literally don't know how to do it. They're like, it seemed like something blocked us. I don't know what happened. Like, now we just, we went backwards and into Jupiter. <laughs> it's like, this is going to be a long, long trip to the but other the, side uh, of the, the Gamelons are there and uh, they test out their new weapon against the Gamelons and end up like destroying their entire civilization there. And they yeah. kind of have a, moment of doubt like uh we might have just actually wiped out some innocent gamelons in the process we need yeah, to use this for self-defense i do think that's a that's an interesting question but we we may as well recap the 13th episode and we can kind of talk about some of those interesting questions sure. since, since we don't know too much about the series as a whole there are some questions that i have that i don't know if you you would know uh or we can discuss but anyways yeah, we are you know getting you know gonna be tight on time for this so we should Get to number 13 here. Yeah. So well, when we open on number 13, they're kind of hiding in like an asteroid belt of some sort. And um, they're damaged. Clearly, the ship is damaged. But they're also staying silent because they just – they're trying not to be hit by something. They keep on getting like torpedoes shot near them. But they're hidden away and they're quiet and they're, they don't have their engine on. So like they're like whatever's shooting us can't see us. So we're like, okay. Um, and they're trying to figure out kind of what it is. Like we get a, we get a little cutscene with the Gamelons and they're like saying, uh, that they have, they're going to leave it up to the wolf and his like interdimensional submarine or whatever. Um, they're like special weapon. And so they're sitting there and we get a scene on the, and the wolf and it really is very cool kind of submarine, uh, action in terms of they're in this thing. It's almost like enemy below-ish where they're trying to find them. And like, at some point they'll fire up their engines or they'll make a noise and we'll be able to find them and we'll be able to shoot them. For now, we know kind of generally where they are, so we can try to shoot at them. But at a certain point, they're like, okay, this isn't working. Um, so it's time to kind of trick them. And part of the whole thing is like they're completely invisible because they're in like another dimension, this interdimensional submarine. And um, so, you know, the, the people on the uh, Yamato, they don't really – they don't, they don't totally know what's going on. They have a, I guess they end up having an inkling that there's probably something like this happening. Um, yeah, they have some kind of idea. And this interdimensional submarine, it can, like we mentioned, shoot torpedoes. They will come out of the other dimension. And it also has this really funky-looking periscope. It can poke up in, through some kind of dimensional, I don't, yeah. know worm, I don't know if wormhole is the correct term or not, but some kind of hole Just in the dimension. Just go with a generic rift. There you go. Poke up through the rift and view the dimension that the battleship Yamato is in. Right. But they can't see him because they're like kind of hidden away. So anyways, they decide they're going to trick him. What they're going to do is they're going to send like a little probe out that's, you know, makes it seem like the ship is leaving. Because that's kind of the only hope with the Yamato at that point is like maybe if we just wait them out, they'll leave. And so they see this thing kind of go and the chief intelligence officer is like, yeah, okay. I mean, that makes sense. Like they, they can't find us. They don't know we're here anymore. We're really quiet. They're, they're leaving. So all we have to do is just double check. Once once this thing is gone, double check by sending out a ping. Nothing will come back. We'll know it's safe to go. And uh, Sushumi is like, Sushumi's like, uh, what if it's, if it's a trick though, that's dangerous. Because once we ping, they'll know we're here. 
and they kind of have a little argument because the chief intelligence officer is like, no, 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 that's like not that you know it's not a trick it's what it's going like it's just easier to do the ping and we'll get the get the out of get the hell out of here at the same time the admiral's had like a heart attack and he is out for the count he's having like surgery um and so the xo is in charge now and so the xo kind of considers the things going on it's like i agree let's just ping and we'll get the hell out of here because we need to get things running and we need to we need to you know get get to safety and so um is like also right here we get a bit of a flashback what's his name sorry it's shishumi shishumi kotai Kodai, they sometimes could just call him kodai i think but that's his okay. last name yeah he has a flashback to the captain talking to him at some point and he's like look at some point you have to know when you should disobey an order for yeah that's the greater he, good or something he, yeah like, he sees he goes oh. and sees him he requests to go see him in the hospital and he has this remembering probably from some previous episode i would assume um, where he's like, yeah, if you think it's right, disobey orders and then deal with the consequences, obviously. Like disobeying orders is not good, but if you feel like it's truly right, then you just deal with those consequences after. And so and that's all it takes for him. He's like, you know what? They're going to send out the ping. I'm taking the seagull. Yeah. Assemble and, the boys. And this was kind of, this is the only weird thing about this is like his plan was basically like, I'll, I'll go on the seagull. I'm going to drop these probes out there. They'll do the pinging. So they won't be able to target us. But the point of, of being out in the seagull, if they're going to ping anyways, doesn't seem to make a whole lot of sense yet. I mean, in some ways, I guess his argument would be it just allows for some flexibility. But like, the, they're already pinging. So whatever he's going to do on the seagull at that point has no relevance. But anyways, he goes out there and he's going to, he's dropped these things. They ping as he's like leaving. And the ship's like, ha, or submarine is like, ha, what idiots. And this is another theme like throughout the whole series, which is kind of like the arrogance and the underestimation by um, the aliens. Because they're like, they're always thinking the humans are so dumb and they're so bad. And look at them. They don't even have ships that can like launch through hyperspace and stuff like that. And look at that. They, f- they fell for this stupid joke. And they, they, they admire like the scrappiness of them. But they're always like, there's no way they could then do something, anything, anything interesting here. Like we're you've mentioned now. Have you mentioned that these 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 uh, aliens are definitely a Nazi allegory? Uh, yeah. So, and that's interesting too because in the third episode, that's very clear. Like they're almost, they're even almost speaking German at certain points yeah. and stuff like that. Here, it wasn't as clear that they that they were definitely. Um, yeah, German, really, only the names but, though. They've got they've got German names with uh, with like one or two letters different from like actual uh, Nazis and stuff. Yeah. Like there's there in- uh, yeah. There was an interesting quote even by the creator of the original saying how, like, he didn't even mean it to be, like, a World War II and, like, that kind of stuff. Like, he didn't mean it to be, like, a Nazis or anything like that. He just had kind of a he, – he was interested in Germany. He, like, liked Germany and, like, the culture and stuff like that. So he decided to use a lot of German names and stuff like that. But, like – Really? That's what he said. That's what he said. He said he'd always had fascination with Germany. And so he used a lot of German names. But it wasn't supposed to be anything about the – there wasn't supposed to be really much about World War II. You weren't supposed to take a lot of, out of that um, or anything like that. It was supposed to just purely be a space opera. And that was that. But who knows? I mean, Yamada, I mean it, it's Some like of the literally a are... flying battleship from World War II. So hard <laughs> to take that seriously. Yeah. Some of the – raise my eyebrows at a few of the names there's like uh read off hiss yeah Grimp, and dommel yeah grim yeah uh what was it dommel yeah gommel uh yeah burger flacken desler 
Yeah, I guess he was just really interested in Germany or something. Anyways, <laughs> they uh, this. But anyways, the submarine is like time to take these fools out. So they're they they fire up their engine. They're they've done their ping. They're firing away. They uh, they shoot off these torpedoes, and the navigation of Jasuki's just barely able to get out of the way. And they're like, "We're done." I mean, once they send off the next two, there's no way we can dodge them, and it's going to be over. And so, but like, um, Susumu's like. Uh, forget about me. Like, I'm pretty rad. My brother may have been like super rad, but I'm at least heading towards being rad right now because I'm going to drop these balloons. We're going to ping. We're going to let you know when these torpedoes are coming. So next time they send off the torpedoes, he pings them out, sends the coordinates over to the Yamato, and they're able to shoot them out of the sky or get out of the way and all that stuff way early. And even the submarine's like, what the hell? How'd they know where it was coming from? Because these things come out of the interdimension. You're not supposed to be able to see them at all. Like, how did they know where these things are coming from? Jesus. And so they're like, okay, well, anyways, line up for the next shot. And uh, Suma's like, next part of the plan, I'm going to target, I'm going to tell you where the telescope is or the periscope is. And we'll blind them. They won't be able to see us anymore. And they're like, great idea. And so then they, right as they're about to shoot again, the submarine, they send off a shot, the Yamato, and destroy the periscope. And the wolf, the, the captain of the submarine, he like, obviously he's had his dick out. He rolls that right back up. He's like, boy, I got to give it to them. Like, they got us. I mean, we didn't, we, there's nothing we can do anymore. They're going to fly away from here. But, you know, we'll live to fight a day. And you can see a little bit of admiration there where he knows the hunt that he thought was going to be real simple and kind of dumb and like boring is a little more interesting than he may have thought. These humans are maybe a little more um, interesting of an adversary than he originally thought they would be. And that's pretty much it for that episode. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. Like, I think the first episode feels like it's really long, even though they're all the same length, just because there's so much backstory to get to them. But each of these are only right. like 22 minutes. So a nice little snack bites you could chomp into and uh, enjoy. Um, yeah, I thought this one particularly flew. I couldn't believe mm-hmm. it was already done. I did have yeah. one question, getting back to kind of what I had mentioned before about discussion in the, in the larger um, area of this, this uh, show. Do you, was anyone else suspicious about the aliens? The ones that the, the good aliens, like why are they why are they helping the humans necessarily, and why do they give them this giant crazy like weapon and stuff? I'm not sure, you know. Yeah, and they point. sacrifice that one, the one who's communicating the sister, right? Yeah, she it just dies. seems it just seems very I don't know. Like it's it's an interesting show because. You know, normally you'd think that this would all come at the end, right? Like we would have had this whole thing where it's like aliens are evading or like humans are like, oh boy, we got to fight them. And then they go in and we have a big battle. It gets really, you know, it looks, everything's looking really dire. And then they would say, oh, and then there was a deus ex machina that kind of came out of nowhere to save the human race. Instead here, this begins with the deus ex machina. Basically, they're like, well, wait, they're like, was there's there this something- thing that's going to help us and save us out of nowhere. That's like a, basically a god in the sky. That's like, I have something that's going to help you. And they're like, got to get there. Um, but what, but why and where and how is there like an ulterior motive that we're not understanding? Uh, what, what is it? It's such, it's like such a weird thing. That the, um, what are they, I can't remember what they're called, the Gamelons or whatever. Uh, they, they 
are a problem for the these quote unquote good aliens. Yeah, so I, I know I know I was reading some recaps uh, stuff like or on the Wikipedia page stuff, and I know they mentioned the Gamelons become really curious about the why the good aliens are doing this. Like they, they they're a little they're suspicious about why this plan is even coming together and why they've kind of inserted themselves into the situation. Dude, it's politics, man. You ever yeah, play the game know. Civilization? Stuff gets out of control. Yeah, Brom, do you do you have that's any exactly idea this about is. this? No, but I think no. that's a good point because why why else introduce that there's even good aliens out there when you control the narrative here? You could just have said the humans are you know, have already discovered this, you know, technology and then just drive the plot from there from episode one as opposed to having this godsend. Yeah, it's also weird. Like when you actually just say the plan by the other, the the good aliens, it sounds really weird. So I wonder if there's something more to it because they say like, we have something that will help you win. Yeah. And the humans apparently said, great, bring it to us. And the alien said, we can't, you have to come and get it. And it's like, yeah, I'd, but why? <laughs> Yeah, no, why? that's a really good point. That's really like, good why do point. why do the humans have to go and get it? They don't. They barely know how to use the technology, and literally, they had someone coming with the other, you know, like the little device. Like, why do they need to go get it then? Couldn't they have yeah. brought someone? Couldn't someone have brought it to them? Yeah, I think it's, they allude it's, to that 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 alien isn't even dead, and that she may have right. been manifested as a as a new member of the crew or something like that, as the yeah. the blonde lead female protagonist or something like that. But yeah, we'll, we'll have to watch more to find out, I guess. I'm, I definitely plan on it. I, I found yes. it a very interesting show. I've already watched more of it and intend to do probably a full playthrough. I do like how short they are. Only 20, yes. 20 minutes or so. Yes. Does anybody know how many seasons this has? I think I it's similar two to or the three. first iteration of the show. I think there's something like 30-some episodes, right? Yeah, I think that's right. Maybe three seasons because oh, okay. so they, they've rebooted it short. again, it looks like. Yeah. Okay. I know originally they were supposed to have a lot more, and then they kind of rewrote a whole bunch and made it the original series. And I think this is a direct remake of that original series. So I think it's pretty much the same length. Gotcha. Yeah, I I hope it's strong throughout, because I really enjoyed what we watched. And I guess we can can get into the recap, or review rather, here. Uh, as you said, you know, I, I like how the, the episodes are concise and, e- and easy to digest. Um, I mean, that 13th episode was awesome. Um, I mean, it was like a whole, you know, 22 minute episode dedicated to this cat and mouse game between this interdimensional submarine and the battleship. And what's so unique to this versus the other, uh, submersible episodes we have, uh, done, um, referring to the other animated shows and stuff uh, you know this this really is not written for children or at least it if it is like like it, it's not it's not you know treating us like we're idiots um right i, I will say though it's not <clears throat> it's not like it's uh, crude or rude or anything like that so no no kids, I, I just kids mean could watch it just, it. They, it, just it, they may not be interested in it <laughs> it, it just, yeah i'm just saying that the the writing really they they are doing some homework whether you know we're we're obviously in the sci-fi realm here but uh the the, the battle scenes with how they're doing the pinging and uh diversions and uh, countermeasures and all of this like you aren't going to see that in street sharks or uh, something like that. So this was really cool. I mean, this was easily the coolest animated battle scene that we've seen to this point. And 
honestly, it's this might be the most fun I've had watching an anime ever, really. Um, a theme that I, I tend to, to find with uh, with anime is it, it sometimes seems to take itself way too serious, and it's a little over-dramatized, and there's almost always like a element of like self-defeatism, um, something like... Uh, Attack on Titans, a really big, big offender of this, where they have like that uh, inner monologue where you can always hear like what the character's thinking, like three or four times an episode where they spend like 30 seconds like thinking to themselves. And they've got that shot where it's like zoomed in on their face and they're like their shadow over their eyes and they're looking down and you just kind of see their nose and their mouth and you can hear their internal monologue. And it's like, uh, I let my friends down and now they're all dead. And I've right, met yeah. these new people and I can't let them down too. You know, like that happens so many times I feel like in anime. And this one's just it's just like wanting to have fun and it's uh the it's it's high octane and energetic and I love the battle scenes and the characters seem, you know, really interesting and they're they're doing some character development. Like with the female pilot, I don't think I don't know if you guys if you guys didn't reach episode four, you probably haven't seen it yet, but there's this uh accountant that aspires to be so much more and already knows so much more, but she's been kind of relegated to uh clerical work and Oh, that's she, like the uh, sister. That's the sister, right? Who cut her yeah, hair. Yeah. Yeah. And in episode four she steals uh, one of the uh, the planes when they're they're undermanned and and they're taking heavy fire and she goes out and like saves the day and and whoops some ass. Um, so it's it's really cool. It's a really fun uh, series so far and I hope it's strong throughout because I would like to uh, to dig into this um, and something I've not been able to say really about an anime really all, ever. You know, only only other one I really enjoy was Ca- the Castlevania series on on Netflix. So, might have another anime I enjoy, guys. So I'm uh, we're doing the submersible, I think, element for this since it's a TV series, which we rate out of six. I'm going to give this a five point five. Great, and yeah, I can jump in. I don't I don't think I have to say too much more. I totally agree. I had a, I had a great time watching this. I thought it was. Really, 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 really good. Really, really fun. I think the only criticism maybe would be, despite all the naval aspects of it, um, you know, it's not it, it's not that there's there's not a lot of water that we're going to come upon um, here. It's does. I mean, we can have the argument, or we don't have to. But I mean, it did seem like there was interdimensional sub. Did seem like it was underwater. At least the images seemed to suggest that it was underwater. I couldn't tell if that was just some. Uh, visual given to it being interdimensional, but whatever. I mean, it's a summer, clearly a submarine, submarine action, all that. But the rest of the series won't have those submarines. I'm going to also come in at 5.5 um, out of 6 because it was pretty much perfect otherwise in my opinion. I just had a lot of fun watching it. And I'm going to probably watch the entire thing, I would think. And I don't watch really anime at all. But this one's nice bite-sized episodes. Probably chug through it over the next few weeks. Um, I'll let you guys know what the next, uh, what the wolf, the other time the wolf shows up. I presume it happens. Sounds good. I might be there with you. Alex. I can hop in here. Oh, then. you want to do this, Kyle? Oh, I can do this. So I, my exposure to anime, like you guys, sounds like it's pr- fairly limited. Afro Samurai, one of my favorites. I really like that. And then, you know, the usuals like Dragon Ball Z, Pokemon, whatever, when you're a kid. But I wouldn't call that Pokemon necessarily like hardcore anime, anything like that. But anyways, this I was pleasantly surprised. I didn't know what we were going to be getting into. And I thought the submarine 
quote unquote submarine action that we had was really good. And I would like to see a movie that we watch have something with this. Well, I do think one thing to mention, I do think there's a, (coughs) sorry, a Star Trek episode that's not too dissimilar than this. There, though, it's not a um, submarine at all. Submarine? Yeah, yeah, it's just cloaked. So it's not it's not underwater at all. It's not really a submarine. But, yeah, I mean, see, I think of, that I mean, yeah, all of these are kind we've, of plays. We've got off a lot of, of this where they're being the spaceship, bat, eh, spaceship. What is it? Space battleship Yamato yeah. knows they're being hunted, knows they are SOL, and they're hiding. And then this other sub's just looking for them. And I really enjoyed that element. I thought that if they could bring that into a movie that we would get to watch, I would really like that. It wouldn't. You wouldn't even. You know, be a lot of people really tense action on a submarine, explosions and stuff going around, but you know, hoping that they don't find you, that type of stuff. And like you guys have said, this I mean, this is good. I was pleasantly surprised, especially when we open up with that space battle scene. I thought, wow, you know, didn't know we were gonna be getting this much action right off the bat. And I'm glad we got those two episodes to give us some kind of footing into this world because i would have had no idea what on earth was going on and i'm gonna come in here we're doing out of six i'll give this a five all right alex all right are you back alex yeah 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 so i'm gonna break this down into three ratings the first episode zero out of 20 because it didn't have a submarine <laughs> zero out of 20 wow mm. Like um, the the second episode once again I I, I got to go uh, zero out of sixty nine because it didn't have a submarine in it. Okay, but um, we made it to the thirteenth episode. I didn't watch any any of the other episodes like you guys, but uh, I loved it so much I fell asleep in the middle of it. I oh. had no idea what the heck happened in the middle of it. But what I did like, <laughs> what I did like about watching is you know they're kind of hiding in this asteroid or whatever. Kind of reminds me of Star Wars, which is you know kind of cool. Um, oh yeah, like the Millennium Falcon. Yep, yep. It's in, in the uh, in the second movie that was made, so Episode Five. Um. Uh, as for the submarine action, you know, what can you ask for? It's out of this world. Um, it's in multiple <laughs> places at once. That's that's pretty cool. Um, somehow transcending time and space, this watery water vessel can just do whatever it wants to. You know, they had no boundaries doing this is awesome this is how every submarine should be honestly every submarine should be able to fly in the air it should be able to dive into the ground drive on the road should do whatever it wants um you know in the real life we're really limited by that but yeah it should be able to go to school yeah this, to yeah they, they, they took full advantage of this and let the submarine do whatever it wanted um very watchable i know you guys keep saying you know these are short bits you guys i don't know how much anime you've watched but that's the one thing about anime they're normally really quick episodes uh, which gives you just enough to want to watch the next one. And the next thing you know, you've watched eight hours of anime in a day. Um, and this very much falls in line with that. So I'm going to have to come in just a little bit higher than you guys. I'm going to have to give it a 5.9 out of 6. Wow. You know, that's even with me not liking the first two and then uh, falling asleep in the third one. That's Did you like rewatch the, the 13th one after you fell asleep and... No, <laughs> no, no. You, you saw enough, though. I saw enough, and I heard what you guys had to say, which 
Our, was our, a lot. The recap was very thorough. It was very thorough. Thank you. All right. So I don't have too much trivia um, for this guy, just because it's a little hard actually to get specific trivia about this this series. I mean, the original series has trivia, and then this just didn't really have much about it necessarily on the sources that I usually go to. But um, just talking about the original, I was kind of interested to see that there's not too many places that talk about the similarities to Battlestar Galactica. I feel like there are a lot of them. Um, they do talk about the Star the Star Wars similarities. Uh, even though this, it, technically the original series came out before Star Wars did. Um, and they even say like they were happy that they had ended up not going with two droids. Originally, they were going to have two robots on the ship um, that could come together and become one robot. And instead, they were like, no, 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 we'll just have one, the analyzer, and that's it. And they were like, oh, thank God we did, because otherwise people would have thought we somehow copied Star Wars, even though we came out in Japan before Star Wars came out. So... Um, Kind of like uh, an, an Atlantic Rim, Pacific Rim conundrum, right? Exactly. Just like Atlantic Rim and Pacific Rim. Just like it. Um, but yeah, I, 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 it is interesting that Battlestar Galactica isn't mentioned about this because Star Blazers did, was shown in the United States, um, you know, right after Star Wars premiered. There obviously was a lot of interest in space operas and all of a sudden Battlestar Galactica so it shows up and I feel like it is very similar in the story. And then even the reboots kind of hit the same notes when they rebooted kind of the changes they made. But if you think about like the characters that are in it, you can almost look at it and be like, oh, there's Starbuck, there's, you know, whoever, there's um, Edward, uh, uh, Almost's character, that kind of stuff. Um, kind of interesting. Uh, another interesting fact is that the original Star Blazers was the first major animated film in a show in Japan that wasn't based directly on a comic or manga. They made a manga, uh, with for it and release that simultaneously but previously most shows had to cut their teeth by first releasing the manga if it was a success they would make the cartoon even to the point where they even didn't call them anime at that point they called them something manga to be like you know cartoon comic or whatever animated comic um and so when when this kind of premiered it they didn't want to call it that term they so they invented the term anime so this was kind of the first time that they were calling something anime was this show, or at least that's what the internet told me. Um, and then I did want to note that the American airing, they had to change all the characters' names because, you know, they didn't want it to be like super lame like Susumu, like lame. So they had changed the name. I just found his name in particular kind of funny, Derek Wildstar. Derek Wildstar. Wait, Shishumo's name was Derek Wildstar? Yeah. Well, that's memorable. That's for sure. Yeah, it seems so, what a weird name to choose. And then just a little, a little bit of trivia. There was a Jeopardy clue that ha- mentions the Yamato, and I thought that was kind of interesting. So get ready, guys. Here it is. Proving that the aircraft carrier now ruled the seas, Avenger torpedo planes from the USS Intrepid help sing, uh, sink the Musashi and the Yamato, the largest ever of this heavily armed, soon-to-be-obsolute class of warship. Soon to be obsolete. The Ballo class. Soon to be absolute class of warship. Think of just what the just battleship is. Just a battleship. It's a battleship, correct. Oh. Gotcha. So there we go. Soon to be obsolete. I feel like, I guess we don't have battleships anymore, right? We have aircraft carriers. That's um, interesting. And then, Didn't yeah, really... and we'll finish up with a little Phantom Zone. Engage the Phantom. 
Um, it was kind of interesting. One of the gamelans was voiced by a guy, Koichi Yamadera. He played the television producer in Godzilla, Mothra, and King Ghidorah, Giant Monsters All Out Attack. And I remember him. He remember the television producer. He was really weird. I think he had like long hair. Oh yeah, um, he did. Mm-hmm. I think he he was one of the voices in this in the even in the English adaptation of this. I think. Uh, so that was kind of interesting. We watched. What's that? Oh, was he in it? Uh, I think he may have been in the thirteenth episode. I think he may have been one of those characters that uh, was on the other planet. Was on like Pluto or whatever. Um, well, let's hope so. Why? Because you think that then then it would it would disrupt Phantom Zone. Yeah, it would. I mean, because then at that point you could just use any movie or series, you know, that it's related to. That's true. Should we rewind? You know, actually, stop. Everyone, stop the recording. Yep. Um, we'll start it over. Uh, okay. I just got to double check this. Um, but also Jamie's, makes sense. I mean, so Jamie's fourth funniest running gag. What to stop it and go start over? <laughs> yeah. Okay, everyone, put your headphones down the microphone. Um, so yeah. So. <laughs> One of the most, uh, uh, what also makes sense is that Ed Harris grew up watching this cartoon. And, you know, it was his dream to actually adapt this as a live action thing. It was just like Nicolas Cage always wanted to be Superman. You guys knew that, right? That he wanted to be Superman? Yes. Oh, yeah. Online Cage? Dress it. Yeah, dress as Superman. Um, in fact, Ed Harris has a Kickstarter for making the live action film. And he raised over $200 million to make it. Um, but every every time he reaches the goal, so he just reached 200000 $200 million, sorry, $200 million, Um he just raised the goal to 300 million. He just keeps on, he just says more. Oh, That's geez. all it says. It says that... more. And he just keeps on going. And uh, everyone's now presuming that part of it, well, he's he's actually building the Yamada, a fully functioning Yamada. So wow. we'll see. We'll see when he finishes. Classic Ed. Yeah, it's very similar to when James Cameron actually built a fully functional Titanic for his film Titanic and then sunk it. In the actual Atlantic, right? Yeah, yeah. Little known fact. That wasn't computer animation at all. He's Whoa. actually never done any communi- computer animation in his films. <laughs> really? How did mm-hmm. he do... Dude, he got real how did, aliens in yeah, how did he do Avatar? Yep. Abyss? How did he do Avatar? Yeah. Well, that's once he built... Well, I mean, I guess once he built his spaceship... He didn't build the Yamada. Let's not be ridiculous. That's, that's at Harris. Once he built his spaceship for Alien um, and actually went and got those aliens, he saw another planet and was like, okay, next movie's on that planet. And then he went there, and there was just blue aliens. He's like, great. Perfect. And he actually writes it. He's, he's very not creative. Like, he just wrote whatever the aliens wanted him to write. He's like, whatever. He did Alien? Okay. Wasn't he involved? He might have been. I could have... What's the... I feel like he was what's involved. his name? What's the guy's name? That's Ridley no, Scott. Ridley Scott. Yeah, Ridley yeah, Scott. Wasn't he involved? Uh, I, don't know. I don't know. I don't know, guys. I don't know. I screwed it all up. You're stressing stop, me okay. out, man. You know what? Let's stop the recording. We'll just do this over again. Uh, aliens. Did he do aliens? He wrote aliens. There we go. Okay. See, I'm not wrong. All right. Guys, I'm not wrong. All right, let's resume our previous recording. Yeah, actually restart your recording. It's going to be really easy for Kyle. Do, 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 do. All right. Aliens, duh. Aliens, come on, man, take it easy. Intergalactic submarines, world, galaxy wide. No, man, last week I thought that I could have been, you know, I was so tired because I was being terrorized by my daughter, and then she upped the ante. Uh, there were how many nights? 
probably four out of, uh, all right, let's see. Over July 4th weekend, I was up till 5 a.m. every single night. Do you need me to come over there and scare her straight? Since she's like ter- terrified of me. <laughs> she is terrified of you, yeah. <laughs> She'll she look right into Jamie. Jamie will look at her and she will turn and run away. Yeah, but I'm like a monster for some reason. I have no idea. Very scary man. Mm. But I don't, ha- I don't have anything tonight, so I do apologize. You don't have like a uh, Battleship Yamato Worldwide? No, I wish I did. You don't have like Wolf, whatever, the interdimensional sub worldwide? UX I'm Now I'm very confused. I do want to, I know we should move on, get this episode under wraps, but you sent me a picture to my phone of Firehouse subs. Have you just not prepared your sub submarine sandwiches worldwide? Oh, 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 you're right. I did do that. It's still it's still ongoing. Still percolating. Still an <laughs> investigation. Oh, I think. Yeah. Guys. Into an Italian guys. sauce I had that was quite tangy. I'll leave what, you with that. All right. What, we can so move on. What were you saying, That's Alex? Embarrassing. That's embarrassing because I I thought we were going to record this yesterday, so I actually had a large sub ready to go. And then when the text came through saying that we weren't doing it, I said, well, shoot. So I ate half of it last night for dinner and the other half for lunch today. But it was a firehouse <laughs> sub. I got the hero that Ben was raving about. And honestly, yeah. I got to give that thing about a four out of 12. Too much, oh, that's too, terrible. Too, too much ham on it for me. They they oh. slapped that thing filled I with ham. I can see it, man. And uh, I, was, I like ham, but it was just way too much. And I can see that because ham, if you get, if you really pile up a ham, ham can get like a little kind of wet feeling when you're like biting into it. Just like a pile did of you, ham. Um, did you go fully involved with uh, cherry peppers, like I said? No, that I did not. You see, oh. the problem was, is like, they don't really tell you when you, when you don't go there a lot, what you can and can't get on there, you know? So I asked, you know, I want this and reading at the, the menu, it says it comes with the, the roast beef and ham and, and turkey and provolone cheese and lettuce and mayo and mustard and tomatoes. I said, no tomatoes, but throw in pickles, you know? And she looked at me. She's like, you don't want pickles? And I said, no, I do want pickles. She hmm. said, okay. And then they did it without pickles. <laughs> so the, <laughs> no. the, the service was terrible. That's, that's a were, four out of 12. Yeah. They were both wearing masks and they couldn't understand because the one lady took your order and the other one was making it and they were both wearing masks, but looking the opposite way, talking to each other. So they couldn't, you know, figure out what they were saying. I couldn't hear what they were saying either, you know? Yeah. So it was just a bad, I I ate it all, you know, (laughs) edible, but, uh, four out of 12. So there's my, uh, firehouse sub review. All right. Can you, can you edit in a sandwiches worldwide? Oh yeah. Theme. For that, we'll see what we can do. Perfect. Uh, while we're on that topic, though, uh, I might as well mention uh, the Beer's Worth of Banter uh, podcast that I've plugged a couple times. They just released their most recent episode, had their top uh, six. They call them a six pack. They crack their six pack, but they reviewed their uh, top six sandwiches. So definitely on theme with us and they gave us a shout out that episode so it kind of worked out perfect that we can uh, point back to them if you want to hear their top six sandwiches the, their latest I, one was that with yes. your friend nick on it yeah with nick wilcox on it nick wilcox yeah dude he said my question? full he said my nick, full name nick wilcox <laughs> yeah nick wilcox he actually uh, yeah, texted yeah. me during this episode so you probably heard my phone earlier that was him in spirit joining us for this episode. 
But uh, check them out. Like Beer's worth of banter. Uh, let me let me double check the number on that episode really fast. Episode seventeen. Can I ask a quick question about spoilers on that guy? Yes. Nick Wilcox? Chicken chicken salad? <laughs> Anywhere to be seen? Uh, chicken salad sandwich did not make the cut. I hate chicken salad sandwiches. Well, that's what? a mistake. Um, and I then, hate them. Uh, it's, it's, is there, it is there a form of tuna? Sandwich. What about a chicken parm with mustard? I, uh, I think that, chicken parm too was much on there. They like chicken parm. There was some uh, was there a tuna there was some meatball subs. There was no tuna melt. Interesting. No, no, I mean, I'm, not, I'm not even I'm not even contending tuna melt. It's to each their own on a tuna melt chicken salad. I mean, that was my in college. My favorite sandwich was uh, chicken salad, lettuce, really? tomato, bacon. Oh, so good, so good. You have you have grapes in there and all that too. Or? Nope, 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 nope. This is from so this in in Boston and some other spots in Massachusetts. There are all these cafes around, and they all have like frozen yogurt and these different sandwiches, and they all have similar names like Boston College, Boston University, that kind of stuff. And one of them at all these spots, one of them was a chicken salad with lettuce, tomato, and bacon on this like sub sub roll, yeah. and it's yeah. so good. I used to have. Now my wife, at the time my girlfriend, go and pick one up before she picked me up from the bus when I'd go and visit her. Wow! So I'd, I'd arrive. Uh, and I'd have I must one be eating. I'm, I've been eating the wrong chicken salad. So I, my ancestral home is Boston. When I am back in Boston, Jamie, I will ask you for some recommendations. Well, this episode has gone off the rails. So let's <laughs> reel it back in. Alex, you got any news? I think I was actually looking up news. Alrighty, our buddy H.I. Sutton, that we all love very much, posted another article today to Forbes. I feel like this guy works nonstop. He is posting articles every day. This one isn't too terribly crazy, but it is a uh, a quick video of Iran transporting a, what is it, 2,600 ton sub whatever uh which is pretty crazy because they're not transporting it in the water uh they've got two giant rigs hooked up to this uh from what i can see and then a giant uh, basically flat laid trailer uh, with tons of tires all over it and they're going to do this on road um pretty crazy to see that thing rolling down a highway i'm sure Speeds couldn't get too terribly fast when they were transporting it, but if you guys want to see the video, we will obviously send you a link. Um, doesn't really show too much, but it is pretty cool to see how they got that thing rigged up. Yeah. Um, that in itself is a feat of engineering, much like making a submarine, uh, getting one to be transported across um, the road like this is actually pretty crazy. Now, it's not like our wolf submarine that can just do whatever it wants whenever it wants, but still pretty cool. That is pretty Next. cool. The one thing, if, if if I have a gripe in life, it's it's the idea of tons. Like, you throw a big number in front of a ton, and a ton is 2,000 pounds. It's like, it's just really fucking heavy. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It's big. It's that's heavy. All, that's all they should put in the article. Yeah. Like, we get it. Like, if it fell on my <laughs> leg, it would turn it into dust. We get it. So, do you guys know that the Yamato was actually like a World War II ship from Japan? Did you guys know mm-hmm. that? And that it was supposed to be like their their main huge ship halfway through the war. That it was the biggest biggest ship that they ever had. Can transport the most stuff. Did you guys know that? 
Do you guys know I what did, happened? I did not. Do you know what happened to it though? Well, I think I just heard it, that it got sunk. We just heard it on the on the Jeopardy trivia. But on the trivia, that it sunk. Well, it did not sink. What? Uh, that is a, what? That is incorrect, according to my uh, secret for your eyes only information that was released by the NSA on May 11th, 2009 of a freedom of information act. They were, the U S Navy was aware of the ship and that it was actually, the Yamada was actually being trans, uh, not transported, but I guess it was traveling from one place in Japan to someplace else. I don't know exactly where there was a submarine hot on its tail, tracking it to see what they could do for it. Can you guys name that submarine? This was world war two. World War Two. The Sea Wolf. No. no. <laughs> I'd say the USS Sawfish. Were you close with the starting with an S? Kyle. <sighs> with an S. It's also the name of a video game that may or may not be a part of one of our later seasons. Uh, right. Video game. The USS Skate, so, so Skate such- Three. Skate, oh, yeah. you're correct. It is Skate. <laughs> oh, Skate. Is it really? There you go. It is Skate. USS Skate. <laughs> so, the deal, according to this that I have found, they were tracking the ship and they finally found it. Uh, but they couldn't tell exactly if it was the ship or not. But it had two to three destroyers traveling with it, kind of um, as an escort. So, if you recall back to the USS Indianapolis, that did not have an escort. Uh, right. This did have an escort. Um, so the Japanese, they were quite smart. They were trying to protect it really big. This ship must have been, according to this article, over-engineered like crazily because they fired four torpedoes at it, each angled at a degree separate from each other, and only one of those four hit. And when it happened, according to the folklore in this article, they didn't realize they were hit, and it was one of the other battleships that were escorting it that radioed over to it and said, hey... You're leaning pretty far to the left or right or whatever, and uh, they couldn't tell. So, I don't know if, according to this, this did not sink. They were able to make it back to fleet and had to do a ton of repairs to it. According to it, um, it said that the ship had a hole about 11 meters in diameter. Uh, That's huge. (laughs) Uh, there were three flooded compartments. They were empty, but at the time. And then it also says one magazine was flooded. Not too keen on what that means, but something called a magazine was also flooded in there. Uh, damage to several other compartments uh, also included links. And there were some powder supply rooms that were uh, also damaged as a result of the attack. So, according to this article, Jamie, I don't know if it was sank or not, but this is a, uh, a your eyes only kind of deal uh, sent to the U.S. Navy. And um, I don't know. The I don't exact- know. It's tough. Wikipedia certainly says it sunk. Yeah, uh, I don't know. According to the, maybe maybe it sank later. Well, no, it said uh, it said the wreck. So it said it was it was torpedoed, hit by eleven torpedoes and six bombs, and sunk. And, but there was a lot of like information misinformation about whether what had been sunk was the Yamato itself. They it was just, the wreck was discovered in 1982, but they weren't able to confirm specifically. Gotcha. Uh, that it was that. But then in, in 2016, it was very, made very clear that the wreck was indeed the Yamada. Okay. that Well, then I just might be reading an old article that maybe wasn't true, but I just posted the link so you guys can read it to find out yourself. So, I don't know. Pretty interesting overall. Um, it was a 20,000-ton cruiser. 
uh, that was attacked on Christmas and did not know if it was actually Yamato or not, but either way, pretty cool. That's my only uh, other real news thing. Did you look up any uh, movie news? I know we have a movie coming out this week. We yeah, do, Grey- man. It's coming out. Get ready for that. Little Tom Hanks action in Greyhound this Friday. Apple TV. Yeah. And I'm only seeing good. Yeah. I'm, I'm seeing some good things, some good chatter on the reviews online. Um, the only other things I see, I see the landmark silent epic of the 20,000 leagues under the sea. So the, I think the first adaptation in like 1916 is getting a blue, Blu-ray release. I'm saying that. And then uh, there's a, a, a sequel to a Korean film called Steel Rain. So the sequel is called Steel Rain 2. And there was an article about how there's a summit between North Korea and South Korea shown in that movie that takes place on a submarine. So something to look forward to. Just more. More and more submarines. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Nope. Smash cut. No. (laughs) We got to let him get his moment. That's a good one. Give it to me. Tube three ready to fire, sir. Commence the countdown. Give it to me. All right. So uh, I got a I got a fun countdown tonight. Uh, we watched. I mean, let's just jump to it. I'm not going to beat around the bush. We watched a very bizarre piece of of media in the form of. Space Battleship Yamato 2199, uh, very weird uh, theme, and uh, but it uh, it translates very well. Um, looks weird on paper, uh, but we certainly enjoyed the series. Uh, seems like everyone gave it a good review, but that is far from the weirdest anime out there. So tonight we are counting down the top five weirdest anime. Uh, Helped uh, helped out uh, by a curated list by Screen Rants M. Casalena. Uh, I I read through her uh, article on her top sixteen most bizarre anime series and have uh, reconfigured a little bit and have have compiled what sounds like my top five. All right, so number five of bizarre anime series here. I'm talking about Saint Young Men. And this hmm. uh, Saint Young Men is a historically accurate account of when Jesus Christ and Gautama Buddha moved in together as roommates in an apartment oh. in Tokyo's Tachikawa district. Each chapter of the series follows how these religious icons are just dudes being dudes and love drinking beer together, blogging, and playing video games. Saint <laughs> Young Men. It said based on a true story? Is that what you said? That was her her writing, tongue-in-cheek. Uh, ah. She said, totally canon, historically accurate account. Okay. Because I so, say... Sounds a little dubious to me, but... Right. Uh, I think that's in Revelations, right? In the Bible? That's what I talk about. Yeah, there. that's that's how they... that That's the final book of the Bible, and that's when uh, Jesus settled down with uh, with Buddha and just uh, broed out. Yeah, it's the book like, of Guys, Bra. I've had enough of this. You guys put nails through my hands, dude. I'm going I'm going to Tokyo and I hang out with Buddha. Like bros. Not cool. Drink some Bud Light. Just hang. That's right. Uh number four uh is uh this is probably the one that you most likely are to have known or seen. It is 
Bobo, Bobo, Bo, Bo, Bobo. And um, I like you, it already. If you saw the main character, he's a Afro-clad uh, protagonist. You you'd probably recognize him. But in the year three hundred X, so three thousand X, I guess I don't know. Uh, the world is ruled by a tyrant known as Baldy Bald the Fourth. His gang of hair-hunting soldiers steal innocent citizens' hair, leaving them bald and their towns in war-torn despair. An Afro-sporting heroic rebel named Bobo Bobo, Bobo Bo stands up to this terrible dictatorship to save the people around him. He's eventually joined by a team that includes a teenage girl, a smelly young man, and an orange creature that looks like a cartoon sun. That is Bobo Bobo, Bobo Bo. Hmm. This is nuts. I mean, it's got 76 episodes. It was on Cartoon Network. How did I not hear about this? It definitely seems like up your alley, Kyle. This is something that, I mean, if somebody came around stealing hair, somebody stole my hair, yeah, I'd be on the war path. Yeah, you love yeah. your hair. It's the only thing I've got. Number three is FLCL. Don't ask me what that stands for. I don't know, but I'm sure it stands for something. The young Blase Naota. His life is flipped around when a pink-haired, psychopathic alien girl named Haruko runs him over with her yellow Vespa and beats him in the head with a blue vintage Rickenbacker 3001 bass guitar. Giant robots begin to come through the spot on Naota's head, which has apparently become some sort of extraterrestrial portal. All right. So These are sounding pretty good, man. So the the portal's coming out of the bass guitar? No, the, the spot head. on his head where he got hit oh. by the bass guitar. Oh, uh, could, could you fit a submarine through that? Uh, probably. I would think so. Yeah, uh, no, I, I I was I wasn't totally paying attention because in the Bobo 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 Bobo, uh, there was a character that looked like a submarine, and I got pretty excited. But it turned out it's a torpedo. It's torpedo girl. So um. It's a girl who's a torpedo. <laughs> Yeah, that's adjacent yeah. to what we do. Uh, FLCL, I think I read, was on Adult Swim as well. So um, you, there might be an English version of it out there. Uh, number two, though, is Akikan with a exclamation point stylized there at the end. Uh, ever looked at your can of sexy LaCroix sparkling water and wished it could turn into a new girlfriend? We've all been there. Akikan helps us live out that fantasy in a small way. This bizarre anime series is about a group of anthropomorphic drink cans who can battle each other. Wow. Uh, How do you spell this one? I want to look this up. A-K-I-K-A-N exclamation point. Just like it's pronounced, Kyle. The the genre says romantic comedy. So it's a rom-com. Oh, perfect. You can date night... For all you, uh, we go. Yeah. My wife for all you ladies and listeners this. out there, yeah. Yeah. Zach, Zach loves a good uh, rom com and a hente. So this might <laughs> okay. be it. Don't speak ill of the dead, Al. Oh, number one, dead. number one is Punchline. Mm. This anime follows oh, our starring, protagonist, starring Tom Tom Hanks. Uh, yeah, I, that might be right. 
Uh, this anime follows our protagonist, Yuta, I think maybe played by Tom Hanks, hmm. who lives in an apartment cl- complex with four girls, Mikatan, Ito, Meika, and Lovera. Mikatan is an idol star who moonlights as a street fighter magical girl. Ito has a pet bear. Mika is a robot. Lovera is an exorcist. Hmm. Punchline has the twist of all twists. If our lead character, Yuta, sees a girl's panties twice in a row, the earth will be completely decimated by a meteor. Punchline. Wow. Um, I guess there's one easy way to fix that. Um, I just think it's like twice in a row. What does that mean, twice in a row? Uh, maybe if he does a double take, like sees, oh, did I, st- <laughs> is that what I think I saw? And then, uh, and then the world is decimated by a meteor. One, one way to fix that, Alec, what were you can saying? I, no, uh, just, just, just ban just... girls' panties, you know, that's, okay, that's ooh, there you go. Go commando, I like solves that idea. That, solves that problem real quick. I just, I guess I have a, another question. Is, in the series, is, does the meteor get hit all the time? Does that happen a lot? No, I think that's the whole premise of the show is he's trying to fend off actually being destroyed by a meteor. So he lives. So how does how does he know though? Uh, Jamie, you're how just do you have how to do watch you, and find how do you out. get a submarine to fire through multi dimensions? <laughs> you know, come on. I'm just I don't know how he would know. <laughs> Jamie, it's it's anime, man. That's how it works. Because like it would never happen though. Was he just imagining it? Uh, maybe a demon bunny came through the toilet and told him, if you look at a girl's panties twice in a row, the world will be destroyed by a meteor. And he took it He took uh, it, it as, as law, and that is how the show started. I don't know. Oh, okay. No, I get it. Yeah, that makes sense. That was just an example. All right. Or it could just be a crackhead that got a hold of the wrong stuff. Thank you for listening to Submersion. Don't forget to subscribe for new episodes every Thursday. If you like what you heard, please leave us a rating wherever you listen. Want to interact with us? Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We also love to get messages from all of you. If you have a suggestion, a comment, or just anything you'd like to share, please email us at maceaststudios at gmail.com. 